All right, we got another show to talk about. That's right, on Sunday, Sunday, May 28th. That's right before Memorial Day, so I know a lot of you are going to have that Monday off. You should come out on Sunday at Trisha's Sports Bar on Highway 58 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'll be performing. It's Everybody Tries Comedy Showcase, hosted by A.C. Hutchinson, uh, featuring Ty Funny, Joyce Lillies, Bobby Sutton, Dutch, and myself. It's going to be a good time. You guys can come out. The show is going to start at 6 o'clock. So come on out to that. It's an early show on a Sunday. You're off work anyway. It's going to be a good time. That's May 28th, Trisha Sports Bar. Uh, More information at iansharpcomedy.com. And we are back. Thank you guys so much for being patient as I took a week off to recuperate after the um, rat race that was putting a show together. I forgot, from back in my metal days, I forgot how much I hate booking shows. So I kind of messed up and put myself under quite a bit of stress, but the show went well. Thanks to everybody who came out. Um, It was a big success as far as everyone had a good time. Um, it, I didn't lose money. That's always a plus. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good turnout. It wasn't the best, but it was a good start. The venue was happy. They would love to have it back. So expect more um, stand up after dark. Expect more of those shows to, to come. Just whatever they make sense. I don't want to do anything on any kind of schedule because I feel like that limits quality. You know, eventually I'm going to have to, you know, book a show that I don't 100% love. Because everyone else has done it, no one else is available, and I need a show this month. So I, I, instead of putting myself in that trap, I'm just going to book it whenever it makes sense, whenever there's a good show to have. So I, in the meantime, I, I'm going to take a little bit of time to write new material and um, really try to double up that 30 minutes that I worked for that show. So that way I've got a full hour. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get that. I, I My goal is by the end of the year. We'll see if that happens, but... At least if I'm shooting this towards something, that gives me, you know, a measure of, of success or failure, at least. So, you know, we'll see. But but that's that, that's where my head's at right now. Of course, I have been uh, taking time off the mics as well, but I am uh, nearing my return to that. So that's going to be awesome. So, hey, if you're uh, out and about in the city of Chattanooga, especially during the week, and you're looking for some, some fun, usually free laughs, you know, get... Get out and about. Follow, like, I think Chattanooga Comedy on Instagram, and, and they, they'll they keep you up to date with all the local mics, all the local shows. It's a really good thing to do. Of course, anything that I'm doing, I will feature at iansharpcomedy.com because I'm a smart person, and that's what smart people do. All right. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to things. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of cool shit coming up very soon. I'll go ahead and spill the beans on this. I may have talked about it in the past, but now it is for sure a reality. It may not come out next week because it may take a little bit more time to actually do it right. I don't want it to just be a rambling, incoherent mess. I actually want to come in with a plan and and make sure it's something that I may try to like animate it, you know, and put like a sort of slideshow up during it. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, the next episode after this one, I've decided um, that I am going to do a guide to getting started 
in in stand up and, and i I've, I've figured out I've, I've honed in my focus a bit more um to really nail down um the the actual goal because again i've said this i know many many times but i feel like i need to say it every time so that people don't get the wrong idea i am not trying i don't have the capacity to tell anyone how to be successful at comedy that is not at all what my goal is my goal is only to get you started to show you the path like i'm not teaching you how to play music i'm showing you scales and telling you how to read them that's different i'm i'm really just trying to push the fundamentals out to encourage people who get started to start with purpose and to and to really you know get ahead of the curve a little bit things that that sometimes take comics a couple years to really figure out i'm i'm just going to spill the beans and i think the way to really hone it in and really make it very clear what the the goal is for this and and who needs to listen to it is this is going to be a guide on how to write your first tight five. I think that's a good way to, to put it because uh, there's a lot of different steps to starting. Like, I mean, a person who has been doing comedy for two years but still doesn't have a tight five could benefit from this as much as someone who j- is just starting today. I think if you've been in it for a while, if you have at least one tight five or a couple, I think you probably aren't going to get much out of this. You might hear it. You might want to listen to it just, you know, to get some perspective, maybe to leave some, you know, constructive criticism in the comments. Maybe I do get something wrong and maybe there are other perspectives and we can create this sort of exchange and dialogue and build community. I'm all for that. I'm a, I don't think I know everything, but I think I have some good advice, some common wisdom. Um, and it's going to be sort of collected from little bits and pieces of things I've said throughout the course of this show, things I've posted on Reddit um, that I you can dig up, you know, all this different stuff that like has been kind of scattershot here and there, and I'm going to concentrate it all into one solid episode. And then right after that, I'm going to do the sequel, which is part two of this TED Talk on... not the, it's, not, it's not about the art of comedy. I mean, I, you have to go into that a little bit, but it's more about the um, mechanical function of comedy. I guess it's a better way to put it. Um, but I'm going to do a whole episode on how to write edgy comedy effectively. I think that's something that a lot of people really struggle with because I'm going to tell you this my, and the show proved it time and time again. The thing that I say, I've been proven right. I've been vindicated so many times. People thirst for the dark side right now, guys. People really do want that again. I know that it seems like it goes against common wisdom, but I'm, I'm telling you, there's a deep desire to laugh at naughty things you're not supposed to laugh at. I think that there's a huge untapped market of people who would come out to more comedy shows if there was more comedy like that at those shows. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying that anything should go and that we should allow any kind of, you know, horrible sort of just hate speech or whatever. You know, and that's that. I bring that up because that is a new rule at JJ's now. I think it's I think it's kind of funny. Um, but I I don't think it's you know it's not a bad rule. It's not a rule I'm gonna you know I <laughs> I want to meet the guy who's like I'm against the no hate speech rule. <laughs> you know I don't want to I don't think anybody is gonna at least if if you are against it I don't think anyone's gonna stand up and say that. But uh, no I think it's a good rule. Um, I just don't know that it's it's a necessary one. Maybe it is. Here's the thing: is whenever these things happen. 
uh, where there's like, you know, I hear about drama where like someone said something fucked up on stage and now there's like this new rule or something like it always happens right after a week that I take off. And so like, I can't say that like, Oh, I don't think it's real. It could very well be completely legitimate and very needed. And I just don't know. Cause I missed it. But I- I've seen a lot of people when I have been there and I have been paying attention, I've seen a lot of people, you know, shoot for really, high skill level jokes like here's that's the thing it's like and that's kind of my my whole point is that you can joke about just about anything you just have to do it the right way um and that's you know i'm going to go into that a whole lot more in that episode so make sure that if you're like you know listening to this on youtube make sure you follow the channel um you know like the video subscribe all of that um if you're if you're you know on the Instagram, follow us on Instagram at Boomer Memes Pod. And if you like the show and you want to support it, you can always go to patreon.com slash boomer memes and give me some of that money and it'll all come back into the show. I actually haven't collected for the past couple of months because I'm letting, you know, it's not a whole lot and I'm just letting it stack up there. So that way when it hits a certain amount, I can withdraw it and buy another camera. I think that's a good way to go about that instead of like take pulling out the 15 every month and going like this will you know i'll know in my mind that i'm gonna buy this and then later be like i want a ha- happy meal and i get a happy meal and i'm like oh well yeah but the 15 i'll make 15 again i can just remember it. and then it, that happens so many times so now i figure it's like okay we'll just leave it in until the thing that we want to buy can get paid for it right off the bat and we'll suck that money out and we'll spit it right into uh right into the goods so if you want to help that happen faster patreon.com slash boomer memes you can you can join in for as little as a dollar i don't have any perks really available at this point um but again the the more that this enterprise brings in and the more availability i'll have to do perks and if you have like ideas for stuff you can always reach out and i'm open to, to, to stuff you know i've been interested in getting into video game streaming. I've been interested in that. I just don't know who would care. I'm not good at video games. You're not going to watch me speed run anything. Um, in fact, I'm very much like to take my time and I'm, I'm a very nook and cranny explore every corner of, of a game kind of guy. So, uh, I don't know how, I mean, if you do watch this on YouTube, you've, you've seen me play video games. You've seen me die, do boneheaded stuff. I mean, I do some cool stuff from time to time, but it's not like anything consistent, but I don't know. I thought maybe, playing video games and chatting with people live might be a fun thing to do. I don't know. Uh, you know, I've never tried it, but if that's something that people are interested in, let me know, you know, again, let's, let's have a discourse. Let's, let's create a community. Leave me comments on stuff. If you're not, if you're not listening on YouTube and you're listening through an audio platform, I know that not all of those are, are, you know, comment accessible, you can always shoot me an email at boomermemespod at gmail.com. Or if you follow me on the Instagram, you can leave a comment below. Like I'll post about this episode. You can leave a comment on that and I'll probably say something back to you. You know, that's special. That's for me to you. All right. Okay. I'm just glad that we're all on the same page here that you all need to come to my Patreon, give me money, help me quit my job and turn this into an actual real, uh, you know, show that's that's cool you know that i watched the new uh adam friedland show today and you know it was rough starting out but they had neil degrasse tyson on it's amazing <laughs> that show used to be come town <laughs> and they had neil degrasse tyson on oh man one of the biggest like 
you know, gossip celebrity controversies right now involves them because Maddie Healy of the 1975 is now dating Taylor Swift. And he had just gotten into trouble for comments he had made on the Adam Friedland show. So that's pretty funny that like this thing that I love is wreaking havoc across the world. Um, But, you know, I I see that as like, I mean, granted, I can't put the bar at where they're at because I've never had, you know, I've never been a millionaire off Patreon yet, uh, but I've never written for TV or had any kind of like real comedy career. So I'm definitely steps behind them anyway, but like, you know, watching sort of them figure things out kind of was a bit of an inspiration. It was, it was really making me think like, okay. We can we can think outside of the box and do some cool stuff, and I still have ideas to do that. But you know, obviously, here we are, audio only, again. You know, and it sucks. I have the camera, but I just don't like just the one. I have figured out how I want to get them set up, though. I know how I'm going to do it. I need I need to hang truss in this room. I wonder if that would fuck over my um, deposit if I installed truss in the ceiling. Hmm thoughts to myself about how to make shit rad and then i'd have to figure out like cable management because i mean i guess you could they're usb cameras but i bet i could get like a usb extension cord and then maybe run it through like some pipes or some cable i don't know man we could do a lot of cool shit this room is coming together i finally got a new bookshelf i don't know if i've talked about the bookshelf yet but it's a mighty fine bookshelf um it's the wrong angle i don't know it's 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 a corner bookshelf and, but one side's longer than the other, but the way it's it comes into this room, the long side juts against the wall next to the door and goes out a little bit past the wall, and the other side is shorter that just goes against the wall. And I wish I'd gotten the reverse one, but when I looked, I thought this was the only one you could get, and it seemed like it would be fine. It's only a couple inches anyway. It looks fine. I think it'll be fine. I don't know that that side of the room would ever be on camera anyway. It might eventually, but it'll be cool. It'll be It'll be fine. But it's coming together. It's actually starting to look like a room. It's clean in here. It's not all, there's not shit. I mean, there's some shit in a few places, but it's very tidy. Um, it's not, there's not shit in the floor everywhere. I've gotten all the boxes up. It's, it's, you know, like I said, once we get to that amount that's in my head for a new camera, I think uh, things are going to, going to pop off over here in, in Boomertown. So anyway, I, I'm just kind of, kind of, chewing time up really uh talking about stuff um i did have some stuff that i wanted to go over today um not nothing of of great import but you know stuff that has been on mold noggin um i i'll get this out of the way In, in entertainment news i got to go see guardians of the galaxy volume three in the time between the last episode and this one and i gotta tell you yeah, I've been pretty sick of Marvel lately, and I know I know this is like a wild take that you haven't heard anyone else give, but I, I kind of think Marvel's been kind of bad lately, but this movie, I think it was kind of good. I do. I think it was kind of good. Um, it did, you know, take a box of tissues. I mean, it's been, at this point, by the time this comes out, it'll have been out for, you know, a few weeks, so I, I imagine there's, you've probably heard everything about it, if if you care, but... I'm not going to really go into spoilers that much because I don't really care to, to it's not going to do a, I'm not going to do a full re- breakdown and review of everything. Um but no, it was a, it was a good fitting end. Um with all the Jonathan Majors Kang controversy and the fact that like they're going to have to 
you know, pivot on what their plans were already, even if they just recast him. Um, I've heard rumors it's, it might be John Boyega from Star Wars. That would be cool. I really like John Boyega. Um, I think, uh, you know, I thought Jonathan Majors was a great actor. It sucks. He's a, he sucks. He sucks. I guess. I don't know, but you, you know, um, I hope, you know, John Boyega, I think would, would, would do fine. But since they've only really like put two things out that he's been in as that character and like, you know, it was part of it was the show, but he was only in like one episode of the show. Um, and then he was only in one movie. I think they could digitally replace, I, you know, I know that sucks in a way, but like if they're going to keep putting out movies with this character starring the new guy now, even though I know there's the multiverse, but they already established, they showed the, you know, the, the council of Kangs, I guess at the end of Ant-Man and it's all Jonathan Majors. All Jonathan Majors. They didn't show any other ones. You know, there were some alien looking ones, but that was still Jonathan Majors and and makeup. So, you know, I don't know. I think they ought to just, uh, I think they ought to just go in and fix it. That's the only way I know to know to say, I mean, I hate that sucks, but you know, I I wish Jonathan Majors wasn't a, a, you know, a bad guy in real life. I'm drinking uh, pina coladas today. If you can't tell, I'm a little loose. I made a big, I made a double pina colada and it's in this big ass cup I've got. But no, go see Guardians. It's, it's a good movie. Uh, Boomer Memes recommends Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh, also new cattle decapitation album is out. If you've seen like, you know, most of my headshots or me out in public 50% of the time. You've probably seen me wear either a cattle decapitation hat or t-shirt. They are probably my favorite death metal band. And the new album does not disappoint in the slightest. It, it's sick and, and rocks. Um, so I recommend checking that out if you like death metal. If you like hardcore, there's a new Drain album out, Drain Rules. I found them pretty recently. Uh, they're, they're very, they give me a lot of Slayer, a lot of Pantera vibes. So if, if you like Slayer and Pantera, in your hardcore, uh, check them out. Um, that's, you know, that's my culture, uh, segment of the show for those of you who, you know, want the finer things in life, you know, the, the things not everybody gets to have the Marvel movies, the death metal, the hardcore, you know, chef's kiss. All right, I guess we'll get into like kind of what I've been thinking about, um, really talking about. And it's just, you know, I, I, I make no secret about wanting to establish a YouTube presence. Although I don't, I sh- you know, I've, I've got ideas for maybe doing YouTube channels or YouTube content that's more catered to YouTube than just a audio only podcast. But I, I, part of me is, is hesitant, you know, because you're really putting yourself out there. And I've learned, you know, for, for a lot of people, if you like the the reality shows, like your Real Housewives or your Bachelor, or, you know any of that kind of stuff, um, you're really missing out on some real primo hot goss drama in the YouTube uh, creator sphere. I swear, right now there is so much shit going on, uh, just people shit talking each other. It's I guess because Twitter sucks now, and that's so everybody's moving to YouTube to to because I guess that's where all that shit happened before historically but now it's it's just right on in video content you know 30 minute long expose is made about how much this person sucks um but i, I 
it's weird that there's like multiple of them going on right now. And like, I follow a lot of you. I mean, YouTube's the main thing I watch. So I follow a lot of different YouTubers, especially the ones who are more like the speaker types who like to go to events and get paid to, you know, the debate bros and stuff. Um, they tend to interact with a lot of different people who interact with a lot of different people. And so you, you get around and, um, I've come to, to be aware of this person. Um, I guess they're a TikToker. Um, oh, she, she's a she because, uh, she fucking is on that side politically. So she would absolutely be a she, um, her name is Pearly and she goes by just Pearly things and her role in the internet is to be the woman to tell the other women, stop being stupid. Listen to these alpha bro, Andrew Tate types. She is the, she is simping. I I don't know fucking what kids say, but she's, uh, she's fucking simping and it ain't bussing. I don't know. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It ain't bussing. Uh, she is, uh, yeah, she, she's an, an Andrew Tate apologist, I guess is the best way to put that. She's very on the side of, look, sometimes guys cheat and that women just need to accept that. Like, that's the kind of shit she says, or like, you know, don't be fat, you know, things like that. Like just being mean and being shocking and saying all the things that this very obviously existing crowd of, of young men want to hear you know, they want to hear it from guys like Andrew Tate. Like, hey, if you want to get ahead in life, you got to have money. You got to have power. You got to have influence. Here's how to get those things. You know, here's how to be a top G. And uh, she realized that, man, there's a lot of guys grifting on these fucking stupid young men who think that they're going to learn how to be a real man on on the Internet. Um, I can make some of that money. And so she did. She pulled, in my opinion, what I call um, the old fashioned Milo. Um, and she is now the woman on that side. So now all the guys go, look, see a woman agrees. There's something to it. And she's like, yeah, that's right. Send me money. Um, at least that's what I figure is going on. She might believe it, but it just seems it's just her takes get so fucking crazy. But yeah, now people are starting to find out about her and it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Cause like, you know, she likes to comment on, you know, women's looks and say like, Hey, why would you ever get like a high value man? If you're not, you know, if you're, looking like shit you know you're just a basic ass chick with two kids but she's like pretty basic though i mean she's a very plain looking person and i'm not here to rag on her looks i personally would would date a girl who looks like that i think she's very attractive um per my standards but i i get what they mean when they they when people say like oh she looks very plain because she runs with like the um the, like the fresh and fit podcast and i know i'm getting deep into the woods here guys this is i'm telling you this is this is a hot Juicy gossip, um, real, real drama, um, but the fresh and fit podcast, it's basically these red pill manosphere guys who basically talk about being a high value man. And, you know, and, but what makes this fun is they're at this like podcast table where it's like, you got your two hosts, a couple guests and the room full of like random, I don't know what the correct term, I think the word is thoughts. Like, I think it's like a bunch of bunch of chicks in like bikinis who just look like they're like young girls who are just they just look like the kind of girls who are just trying to have fun and not worry about the problems of the world um and they're and they're there i guess to for clout because a lot of people listen to the show so i guess they're there for clout or maybe you know they don't they don't show up ready to debate i'll tell you that much but they're there and all they're told the whole time is that they're stupid bitches (laughs) i mean from what i've seen they're talked down to and uh 
it's it just seems real shameful and real bad and i mean like i think that you know why can't i do that you know that's the thing like i could make i know i know well i don't know any thoughts that's the thing that's where i need your guys help if you know a thought uh that would like to come be on a podcast well, once i get both cameras set up we get a few different angles we can switch to um we need to get a room full of thoughts and i will tell them what i think of them i won't tell them what because what i really think is you're probably a sweetheart go home to your daddy you know what are you even doing here um but what i'll tell them is no shut up your opinions are dumb why would you know how to drive you know woman you know is basically what you know i think like I don't believe any of that, but I can say it, and especially if it's going to make me rich. So I think that, like, I should get, you know, a table full of girls. And, like, it's, they're not even like that pearly chick who agrees with all this stuff. They're just girls there, and a lot of them will try to argue back. And then the second they say something that even kind of makes a little bit of sense, they'll be like, get the fuck out. You know what? Just leave. You're not on this show anymore. And they'll get fine, get up and leave. And it's like... I don't understand why it's a bit, or, I mean, were they getting paid a lot of money? I, that That's the only thing that makes sense to me is like, hey, you're hot. You want to make like 200 bucks to kill an hour, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Meanwhile, it's these guys screaming about women are fucking stupid. All they're after is money. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't blame anyone for doing that for money. I would blame people for doing it for like fun. If people think it'll be fun to be on this podcast. I want to impress these people fucking chauvinist motherfuckers you know I, I don't know i don't know um i think that it's it's a shame though that i can't capitalize on that because i know exactly how to be a top g i know how to have um you know big dick energy even if you got a tiny dick i mean i don't have to worry about that but i didn't for years i didn't believe i had a big dick so all, all this swagger is natural it doesn't come from cocky confidence of knowing I'm swinging meat it comes from thinking I didn't because I found porn at a pretty young age because I, I was part of that not really that first generation internet but like I'd say like by the time AOL got like usable I was on it every day uh, probably around 13 years old-ish around that age um, prime porn time right and so I looked at a lot of pornography at a young age and I saw porn dicks. Now, I don't know um, if you've ever seen a porn dick before, but next time you're looking at uh, your dick, get on your phone and type in dick, porn dick, Sur Google search porn dick, do a Google image search, turn safe search off and look at the porn dicks and then look at your dick. If you, if you've got a dick, if you don't got a dick, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. you, you I, don't, I don't think you could ever relate to this. Um, but, uh, stupid woman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, but you take a fucking porn dick and look at it and look at yours and be like, oh, shit. I guess, I mean, I see so many of these porn dicks. That's got to be what a normal dick is. I guess I got a small dick. Um, but turns out, relatively speaking, I have a big dick. According to what I hear, I think that, uh, that's the, the good, that's the, it's like, well, I have a big dick relatively speaking, you know, cause it's like, I know for a fact, there are bigger dicks out there. I know that for a hundred percent fact, but I tend to get a lot of compliments on how big it is. You know, I have actually, you know, I have it in my act, but it is true. I had, did have a girl break up with me cause she said it was too big. That might've been a lie. That might've been the smartest lie ever told. 
but it did work. It's a completely true story. And I was totally fine with breaking up under those terms. I'm like, well, fuck. Didn't mean to hurt you, little lady. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't, I forgot why I was even talking about porn dicks, but, uh, I know I was talking about YouTube drama, which I mean, it's probably some of that mixed in there as well. But yeah, I think that that's a good, a good idea is for me to become a manosphere. And it's, oh yeah, that's why. Cause I was talking about how I can teach you how to have confidence, how to become a top G, um, you know. I haven't made my millions yet, but that's where you can, like, you know, here's the thing. I want to be like, you know, great. Like one of the pharaohs, right? And what do the pharaohs have? They have pyramids, right? Well, someone's got to sit at the top of that pyramid and that's where I come in. So what I do is I teach you my method and that's going to teach you the secrets to going out and hustling and making a lot of money. Now, because I gave you the secrets, that kind of gives me royalties on every bit of money that you make. So you're always going to cut me in. Not a big cut, little little sliver. I get a slice off the top, all right? And that's you know, just a little slice off the top for daddy. You know, daddy, pharaoh, top of the pyramid. That's how it works. Now, I'm going to do this with a few of you guys. But I'm going to give you the skills to then go out and do that again. Again, I'm teaching you how to be me. So what do I do? I get underlings. You will get underlings, right? Those underlings, just like you did to me, going to give you a little slice off the top and I'm going to get a little slice off of that top as well. Do you see how this works where we all grow together? That's what a pyramid is all about. It's about everyone growing together. So I think it's a good idea, um, but we got to, you know, and I, and what, what better than like sketchy politics, like, right. Because like, you know, problematic views, anti woke, anti cancel culture, all the stuff that like, you know, a lot of dudes are like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, I hate that shit. I fucking hate that shit. Here's, here's five bucks. Keep telling me how, put out more content about how bad cancel, ooh, who's getting canceled next? Uh, I bet it's bullshit. Uh, what fucking, what woman is going to be in a movie now that I wanted, that I didn't want, was going to want to see until I saw there's a woman in it. Oh, and she's black too. I mean, not like I'm racist, but I don't want to watch that. Like, you know, that crowd, I think, could use another voice is all I'm saying. I, and you know, let me speak for you. Let me, uh, let me tell you that women are stupid. Let me tell you that people are trying to come after you because you're white, because you're a man and that they're threatened. And they're because of that, they're trying to literally take everything away from you, not include other people into the things that you've always enjoyed. No, because that, that doesn't work. You see, it doesn't work unless they also take it from you. There's only so many, there's only so many, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. I was going to say yachts, but I don't have a yacht, but if you had one, they'd be trying to take it, give to somebody else. They say that's inclusivity. They say that's diversity. You know what? You know what? I don't feel very included. I'll say it. Where are my, where are my, where are my boys at? Where are my boys at? Y'all, all y'all who's with me. Who's with me? Who's with me and not feeling included? Who's with me? How many of us out there? I know there's probably hundreds, if not thousands of us out there who all feel exactly the same way that we are not included and that we're alone and that nobody wants to play with us. I'm here to tell you, I want to play with you. All right. 
I'll share all my toys with you and only you because you're my you're my bottom G's guys you're my bottom G's and I don't know what else to, to say other than I think I think it speaks for itself I think we got a real movement brewing here folks I think we got a real thing coming where listen it's not about building yourself up to be stronger because you are already great no it's about tearing other people down so that people understand they get the, the demonstration of how great you are you know it's not about power we already have power it's about holding on to that power all right desperately desperately so anyway there's a lot of youtube drama going on right now like another another thing that i've been paying attention to now i personally you know that i've been dabbling in the ideas of of, of doing cult topics and talking about cults i love cults and conspiracy theories and stuff and um there is a YouTuber who I used to follow, and uh, I, I guess I just stopped because I, I just either the, the videos became less interesting over time, or she, I will say she did have that kind of personality that, you know, just didn't seem very like. I felt like if she met me in real life, she would probably not like me. And, you know, that's that type of per Like, I, I think I saw a picture of her, and I don't think she had bangs, but she sounds like she has bangs. You know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, she probably, you know, I mean, I know I didn't see her armpits, but let's be honest. We know what those armpits look like is what I'm saying. And there's nothing wrong with that other than the fact that I said that if you fit all of those check boxes, you just probably wouldn't like me as a person. I wouldn't even talk. I wouldn't even bring up your armpits, but it's just a weird thing. It's like, must be a thing. It's like, I don't know. Maybe it's like you because of the armpit hair, you you've got your own pheromone situation going on that's masking mine. And so I smell like a threat. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like to keep my musk to a minimum. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's the, the hairy pit chicks want more of a musk. Maybe that's why they don't trust me. Like you showered today. Didn't you fucking capitalist? You know, I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. Um, but regardless this YouTuber, I never felt like would have wanted to be my friend. Um, she goes by the name of Illuminati. That's with uh, two eyes in the front and in the back. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but she, uh, and the naughty is spelled like naughty. You know, naughty. But she would do a lot of content about cults. Uh, a lot of content about, like, corporate greed. And a lot of content about, like, multi-level marketing. And I found it pretty fascinating for a while. And then I think it kind of veered off. And I think she's tried to do some other projects. But, uh. The internet right now is just dogpiling this poor girl. Well, I say poor girl, but uh, she uh, apparently was very naughty um, and very, like, controlling and cult-like in the way that she wanted to do things, you know. One thing I remember from her videos is they were all very, like, ethically, you know, positioned. They were very much from a point of, like, trying to make the world better, trying to put an end to a lot of this horrible shit that she was shining a light on. Um, come to find out, like, she is just very, you know, bad about like, if you cross her, she will go out of her way, waste, take time out of her day to try to ruin your life. You know, like, uh, make fake accounts and post bad shit, accuse you of like any little thing that, that mildly can, it's, I mean, it's like, it's like political mudslinging from, from what I saw. There's this one editor who, uh, she had hired and moved him out of state to live in a house with another editor. And, uh, the plan was that she was going to buy property and 
put all of her employees on property that she owns so she could be a landlord and employer, which, you know, I mean, if we're talking about ethical, you know, work situations and we're talking about the way cults tend to operate. Oh, she also bought the dude a car and held that over his head. And, uh, you know, all these things uh, just makes me feel like, you know, and it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to root for anyone's downfall. I'm not like, oh, good, you know, because she seemed like she wouldn't like me. So she probably deserves everything she, I, you know, and I made this point, I think last time I talked about celebrity drama or whatever, but I don't know any of these people I'm talking about. So I can't really speak to anything. You know, I wasn't there when any of the stuff that he said, she said is happening. So I don't have any real thing to go on other than just, you know, I guess a lot of the, the screenshotted receipts that again could be doctored. You know, these are, film and video editors i'm sure they know how to do some graphic design work too so it would not surprise me at all if they knew how to do that i'm not saying that it was done but um you know it's it's just weird that like you you know you you go around and uh it, it's it's the same way that you know you talk about like anytime someone's like in a superly like aggressive you know progressive male feminist type who just always has to have like the point and always has to find something wrong you know hey let's i we will not stand for you know just that kind of guy you know um everything they say is just full of passion and and sadness and frustration you know and just like everything is so dire right now guys you do not understand what's going on in the world right maybe maybe some of us don't think about you know like that whole vibe is what i'm saying it's like that kind of guy well the trope and, and, and a lot, and I don't know. I know that if I, I'm still on Twitter, so I know these guys still exist, but I don't think that they're as prevalent as they used to be. Cause I think the main reason a lot of those guys exist, you know, got found out and doesn't work anymore. And it was totally just a way to try and sleep with chicks. Right. I mean, I watched a thing on uh, comedian, Jamie Kilstein, and he apparently was that kind of guy. And then he got sort of pseudo canceled. From everything I saw, it didn't seem like it was much of anything. Of course, I wasn't there, so I don't know. He might be a horrible monster, but uh didn't seem like he was even accused of much. It's kind of where, I'm, where where it really is. It didn't seem like the most thing that he got accused of was made a girl feel kind of weird once, which sucks. I'm not saying that's good that that happened, but if that's the worst thing he ever did. I mean, I'm a fucking monster. Um, but, uh. You know, it kind of changed his tune on on being that type of guy a little bit, having to go through all that because it's that's the thing is it's like, but the the, the saying is is that guys who act that way are, you know, overcompensating because they think it will get them chicks, and you know, it really doesn't, especially now because it's a really old tired trope. But I think that that's sort of the same thing happening with uh, with Illuminati, where she was so into, you know, these sort of ethical, like, you know, we're going to change the world. We're going to end all these corrupt business practices. And she was so gung ho about it because she, deep down she was corrupt, you know? And, I, and so I think it's, it's just a good lesson that like, if someone seems weirdly passionate about anything, weirdly overzealous about anything, there's probably a reason there, you know, there's probably something like I, I, I've, I said this to Claudia on the last episode, but I have this weird thing with earnesty. When I see someone who's feeling, when their emotions just seem a little too raw, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, and you know, and, uh, there's obvious emotional displays that are that, that do that to everybody, right? Like if someone were 
just crying and bawling their eyes out right in front of you, it would affect you. You would feel something off of it. It wouldn't, and it wouldn't be like a, Oh good. You know, <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be that. Um, but it's the same when someone's like overly happy or overly, you know, I don't know. It's just, and it, it really, it, it hits my like cringe meter in music a lot. It hits my cringe meter. And like when it wins, I mean, it's like, we call it bad acting, I guess when someone's an actor like that, but um, unless that's kind of the point, I guess sometimes, I don't know. I'm not fucking an actor at all, but um, yeah, it's just some humor does that to me where it's just very, you know, matter of fact, very, the only point of this joke is to speak truth to power and, you know, like, I don't know, like it's just, it's very, it's very just like corny, I guess is the way to put it. It's just corny. Um, and, and, and so like, I, that's the cautionary tale there. I think the Illuminati story is just anytime someone seems like they just care way too much, it's, it's because they're guilty of the shit. Like that's, it's, it's always that it's always that think about, like when you hear about like conservatives and they're like super anti-gay and then those pictures come out, you know, like it's every fucking time, um, you know, and like, the, like I said, the male feminist who's like rape culture needs to end. You find out like, oh, he had a really, you know, interesting college career, <laughs> you know, like it's fucking, uh, you know, like we can agree that all these things are bad and that things need to change and we can still just act like, you know, casual people in casual conversation and not, you know, not everything has to be the picket line, man. Like, you know, I'm not saying that the picket line shouldn't exist. I, I, I stand by anyone who's standing up to power and, and, and really fighting for change, but you're not going to do it at a fucking wine and cheese party, man. You know, I don't know. So yeah, I guess that about draws this episode to a close. Of course, I'm going to do like I always do and uh, end on another stammering, rambling mess of a thought, but I, I just want to say, you know, especially taking a week off, I, it, it was real easy for me to not come back and just be like, yeah, I'll just put it off again. Yeah, I'll just put it off again. Yeah, we'll just, maybe we'll just put it off again, you know? It was real easy for me to, to think of any excuse not to do this again, but I sat down here, I made it happen. I think some, some good came out of it. I don't think it was a complete mess of an episode. I think maybe this might actually be enjoyable to listen to. I feel like my speaking is better. I don't know why. Maybe it's the alcohol. Now, because I have been a little sober, a little stony baloney, but mostly sober for the past few episodes. So I feel like it's been probably a lot of vocal fry and a lot of stammering and a lot of, you know, starting sentences that I have no idea where they're going when they end, which I honestly am doing a lot of times. And I'm just slowly getting better at filling in those blanks and saying the next thing and making it coherent. Sound like it's something that's, Oh, that's what he was, was planning on saying the whole time. Sorry guys. Don't look at the man behind the curtain because he's a fucking mess. Um, but once again, it's, you know, it just means a lot that I know, I know people listen. I know I've been down on myself a lot lately and that's going to continue. That's just always sort of me. I don't know anyone who hasn't known me for a very long time. Um, doesn't know that, oh yeah, I kind of have self-esteem issues. It's just a thing, you know? Um, it's not really like, I, I, you, I know I act like I'm a big, tough badass who can kick anybody's ass all the time. Um, but believe it or not, guys, that's an act, you know? That's just me putting up a front to mask my insecurities. Every bully 
is that way. It's it goes back to what I was just talking about with Illuminati. It's compensating, you know. Of course, I act like I'm the best because deep down I know I'm the worst, and that's that's just the truth. Um, you know, I if we're being honest, I never really had talent at anything. I always just was smart, and I was able to latch on to things and fake. You know, the whole fake it till you make it, except I never made it, but I was able to convincingly fake it for quite a while. I think I kind of did that with comedy. Um, I mean, I, I did, you know, I feel like I, I did write all my jokes. I didn't fake write any of my jokes, but like, I don't know. I guess it's that imposter syndrome everyone gets from time to time, except mine never goes away. Even when I accomplish something, I'm like looking for the holes in it, looking for why it's not, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, this, you know, I could have just come out and said, guys. Thanks for coming out to stand up after dark. Oh, it was a great smashing success, guys. You know, we every seat in the house was sold out, which is true. That is a true statement. Every seat in the house was sold out. There was a lot of standing room we could have sold tickets to that we didn't. That's just the truth. <laughs> but we did sell. I could technically say we sold out because every chair had a butt in it. That's for sure. Which I think that's an accomplishment in itself. That there were a good number. I mean, there was like probably. I don't know, 15 chairs. And then, you know, we had, we had some standing people too. So, you know, it did all right. Did all right. First show again. And I, you know, also I think not having, you know, the same reach I had when I was on Facebook really hurts me too. Especially like I mean, MySpace was the, the king days. I had, so I could fucking book a show the week of, and then blasted out through the MySpace like calendar event system that they had. Everyone would get a little, Hey, Ian Sharp, is hosting this fucking show. It's going to be rad. Everyone would go, oh, fuck, I'm going to that. It would be awesome. Now it's a little harder. Now I have to be friendly to people. I have to be personable. Go up and talk to them. Be like, hey, you look like a cool person. I bet cool people like to go to cool things. Here's a cool thing. And then I handed out physical flyers. That takes me back. I had people like look at me like, does that even work? I'm like, we'll see. I, mean, I think it did all right. I don't know how many people came from a physical flyer that wouldn't have come because they, you know, run into me all the time anyway. But I know that we did get some walk-ups from the street. Um, again, I heard a lot of the, the, the feedback that I've been hearing from people, which is that, you know, the safe comedies, uh, not fun. People don't like to feel like they're being, their character is being judged at a place where they're trying to laugh and have fun. And I think like, and I don't want to try to put any other shows down, but I know that there's definitely an attitude now of, um, you know, things are bad. Things have always been bad. We're going to finally make things good. And I, I come from the school that things were good at one time and, and we're moving away from that and into things that I don't think are going to be so good. Um, but you know, I, I'm not trying to, I, I don't want to call anybody out because I don't want to tear anything down. I want everyone to have a chance, you know, cause not, nothing is successful overnight. Everybody deserves a chance to succeed. Um, and I, I, I'm more trying to keep my headspace in, in the business of building up my own stuff. Um, it's not, I don't want to tear anybody else down. I want more comedy, not less. Why would I try to take comedy away from anybody? Um, so let's keep all the comedy we have. I don't want it to go away, but I would like to see all of it grow and I would like to see more happen. Um, and, and so I'm just, I, you know, I can be frustrated with the status quo of things, um, here and there. And that then all that gets accomplished is I am frustrated, or I can take that energy and push it into 
creating the thing that I'm getting, again, a lot of validation from, a lot of people saying that they agree with the way that I see things, uh, which means we're keeping certain people, no, I'm just kidding, everyone is invited to all of my shows, this is, um, this is, you know, I, we'll close out, before I, I end on closing plugs, I'll close out on the thing that I say every other episode, but it's it's true, and you'll hear it in the next couple episodes for sure, but I, you know, when it comes to comedy, I, I've always laughed at inappropriate, crude humor, right? Which means that when I'm trying to create jokes, I have to, in order for me to be genuine, in order for me to be true to myself, I have to go down that lane. If I were to do any other type of comedy, if I were to do safe, like clean humor, you know, relatable, palatable topics and subject matter. If I were to, to do that, it would be phony and people would see through it. It wouldn't work. So, you know, when people say that they don't appreciate that style, that's fine. But that just because you don't like something doesn't mean it doesn't get to exist and shouldn't exist or should be pushed out or run off of, of a community. And um, so that, that's, you know, the thing that I'm going to build up is really, you know, oh, you said something that kind of fuck, was fucked up and crossed the line. We're going to let you know what it was. We're going to give you tips on how to fix it. And we're going to give you room to fix it. And if it's the kind of thing where you don't want to fix it, then that becomes a problem. And again, like I said, I'm, it sounds like I'm calling stuff out or like talking about stuff. Again, it's stuff like stuff's happened while I wasn't there. So it could very well be as bad as, you know, it's, 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 it's being made out to be. And I just didn't, didn't, wasn't there to see it. So I don't know, you know, but um, I just feel like, uh, seems like every week there's, a, you know, oh, a new comic is coming up. Oh, bye-bye, new comic. You're not welcome here anymore. And so it's like, you know, and I'm not seeing any people say, well, it's just another, you know, one of those type of people, you know, like because we're in the business of running certain types of people off. But to be fair, I'm not seeing a lot of any other types of people coming and showing up and signing up on the list, you know. I, I'm for it if they want to do it. I, I'm all about getting, a, you know, a lot of different perspectives um, around because, and, and kind of to go to the point that I've kind of went on this spiel about my belief in my heart. I don't see myself. In fact, I, you know, I mentioned my crippling low self-esteem. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I don't, I, I get that because of the position I was born in life, I have certain inherent advantages, but I sure don't make good use of them. That's for sure. And I don't really feel like you know, I mean, it's not like it's in a number of ways. I don't feel like I'm as good of a person as other people. I don't feel like I'm, you know, I don't know, just anything that exists. I'm, I'm lower rank on the ladder. So when, when, you know, the topic of, of different pe types of people come up and, you know, race or, you know, gender or expression or any of these things, um, you know, I feel like, I feel like everyone is fair game. I feel like I can talk about whoever I want. You know, the, the, the common wisdom is as a straight, white, cisgendered man, I should probably not talk about many things. But I feel like it's funnier if I talk about it because I'm not supposed to. If there's a rule in place that I'm not supposed to talk about something and then I do talk about it, uh-oh, but there's a lot more to it than that. And that's what I'm going to get into in, in a couple episodes. But I believe 
that everyone is fair game because in my mind, everyone has a seat at the table. Everyone, like I said, I don't think I'm better than anyone. So at your worst, you're my equal, you know, you might be better. You probably are better than that. But at my worst, at your worst, you are my equal, you know, it's kind of the way I view people. So I do feel like that gives me license to kind of say whatever I want. Um, now, the, the finesse is in doing it smartly and not saying it in a way that is going to immediately make people go, hey, fuck you, you know, not get, don't get stabbed, don't get stabbed. That's rule number one, you can say whatever you want. Rule number two, don't get stabbed. Um, but I, you know, the, the key is, and this is kind of where the finesse comes in. If everyone is fair game because everyone has a seat at the table, I'm the one holding the microphone. That means, that means I'm the one who has the power. I'm the one telling the jokes, guiding the discussion of the room. It is my job to pull out the chairs. I have to be the one making everyone feel like they have a seat at the table. I can't just expect people to show up and meet me where I'm at. I have to show them where I'm at and bring them to me. That's where the skill of a comedian comes in. That's where when you hear like people like, you know, you see all the time people will say like, don't do edgy comedy when you're just starting. And it's, it makes sense because you're not going to understand that yet. You're just going to go up and say fucked up, shocking thing, and you're going to get stabbed. Um, but like a lot of seasoned comics do start to figure that out. That like, look, the second you tell me that there's a rule, like when you say that, hey, no hate speech allowed on stage at JJ's, well, immediately my brain is like, how can I get away with hate speech? And I went up, you know, that was the rule. I heard it. And I thought like, that's kind of silly. So I immediately went up and told jokes about things that I hate <laughs> races that I hate people that I hate. Um, it was fine. It all it had a happy ending. My, my jokes are horror movies. They, they take you on a horrifying harrowing journey, but don't worry. Everyone, the bad guy dies in the end. The good guy gets away. Um, so it's, it's all dancing around bad ideas and, oh, thank God he was just talking about that. Not the other thing. Uh, that's, you know, not to, not to give you too much of my secret sauce, but it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, it's, I don't think I'm doing anything really groundbreaking here, but I do have a vision and I do stick to it. And I think that's commendable. You know, it is, it is what it is. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been just sort of a getting back in the saddle, dusting off some cobwebs, uh, again, I feel good about this episode. I think uh, I think it's going to be a fun listen. Um, once again, you know, next week, guys, if you want to get into comedy, if you want to get better at comedy, um, well, I'm not going to say better. You want to you want to do comedy with purpose. You want to set some goals and actually have a method. Listen to the next episode. I'm going to teach you all about how to write your first tight five. We're going to go into the anatomy of a joke. We're going to go into um, you know, timing, and we're going to go into good practices, bad practices, all these things. And it'll fill, I, telling you how to write five minutes of material. Well, I could go on for way more than an hour about this, but we'll do an hour of it. And uh, maybe longer if, I, if, if I've got points I have to hit and we're just, you know, churning through time. It may be longer, but at least an hour of me talking about how to write a five minutes. That, that, that way when ever I meet someone who I feel like could use it, I can go, Hey, I do this podcast. Don't go listen to all of it. Just go listen to, you know, this next episode. I think 72 is what it's going to be. 
Go listen to episode 72. Take notes. Apply what you've heard. Give it a shot. I think it'll help people. And then the next one after that, I'm going to go into specifically how to write dark jokes and how to do it in a way that doesn't get you stabbed. Because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get you doing comedy, trying to get you not getting stabbed. So um, check those out. They're going to be great. To make sure you don't miss them when they come out, go to iansharpcomedy.com. Follow the Instagram. Follow uh, the Patreon. Follow all the stuff. Follow the YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube. Like it. Leave a comment. Let's have a talk, a chat about stuff. Tell me about why I'm the best and I'm not, that I need to get over my stupid low self-esteem that, because I do have a big dick and I do fuck good and I am uh, a person with value and substance and I'm not just a fucking pretender out here who never really like applied himself at anything and actually got great at anything instead got kind of okay at like a few things and mostly just things that don't matter like painting miniatures or rolling doobie joints or you know things that are you know it's a neat like party trick but you're never gonna it's never gonna be your career you know i'm really good at a lot of those kind of things um but you know hey I, i you know maybe maybe one day i'll get good at podcasting it's something to shoot for you know if you if you guys throw some money at the Patreon, that only gives me more time to work on it. So um, yeah, but go follow all the stuff. And once again, Sunday, May twenty eighth at Trisha's Sports Bar. That's on Highway fifty eight in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Come on out at six o'clock. I don't know if there is a cover. I did not see that on the flyer. There may not be. There's an open mic after the show too. So if you want to try comedy. Come out to that. The episode will be out. Listen to the episode. Throw together your five minutes. Come out to Trish's. Watch me slay. And then do your own set. That sounds fun. Um, I don't think there's a cover. I think I think it's good. I think I think we'll, we'll be good. Um, so come on out. It should be a fun night. I'll, I'll tell you, um, I, I, I've seen AC before. Uh, AC Hutchinson. I did the uh, Laughing Skull in Atlanta. I did their open mic. And then I was out in the crowd watching the show. I was like near the end of the list because I'm, I'm I'm a nobody there. And um, he got he I guess showed up late and got put on like in the middle of the list. And they announced him and said, "Hey, it's uh, AC Hutchinson from Chattanooga, Tennessee." And I never seen this guy before in my life. He came out fucking murdered. And then I was gonna go shake his hand after the show, but he I guess he cut out, so I never I never got to say hi to him. And I had no idea. I didn't hear, I didn't, you know, they said his name, but I got, and I got a picture of the list, but he wasn't on the list and I couldn't remember what his name was for the longest time. Finally was able to meet up with him and he was kind enough to put me on a show. Uh, Ty funny. I met a couple weeks ago at JJ's, uh, very, very, he's not false advertising folks. Uh, he's very funny. Um, so I know those guys, I know they'll be good. I'm going to do great. I don't know Joyce Lilly's Bobby Sutton or Dutch. So that's some new comics. I'm not used to, to being around. So I'm excited for that. I heard this room is a lot of fun. It has a very like sort of, you know, local bar kind of vibe. And, and, you know, I spent plenty of time in those. I used to be a regular at Rob's and Red Bank. So if it's anything like Rob's, I'll be right at home. I think it'll be a fun time. Uh, you guys should come check that out. Um, you know, go follow all the stuff. I already said it. Iansharpcomedy.com. I'm tired of talking. You guys have a good week. We'll see you next time. Peace out.